Welcome to Mind Design, the podcast that combines psychology, coaching, and mindfulness to help you redesign your thoughts, understand yourself better, and propel you into an empowered life. I'm your host, Katrina Murphy, a life coach who believes that one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself is the gift of loving and fully accepting who you are. Join me each week for powerful conversations, uplifting interviews, and a mega dose of inspiration. Let's get started. And so today I just wanted to talk a little bit about my experience over the past week. Um, A week ago tomorrow, I started a, um, just a video series um, with someone speaking on authenticity. And one of her questions last week was, um, she talked about how, you know, how we, our understanding of who we are um, is really so deeply rooted in um, our experiences as, as a child and what we were told or what, me- what the messaging was around who we could be, who we couldn't be, um, what were we supposed to be, what were we not supposed to be. And, you know, those questions really kind of triggered me. And so I've been thinking a lot about um, my own, you know, where am I still hung up in my life? Because this ride is never over. I'm never done growing. Um, I'm always trying to do better because if I'm, if I try to do better in my life, it makes me able to help my clients even more in their own lives. So um, authenticity for me kind of, um, kind of made me re-examine my own perfectionistic tendencies because that's what my messaging was as a child, that I could um, be perfect, that that's what needed to be done. There was other stuff too. And don't get me wrong, my parents did the best that they could with the tools that they had. We all do as parents. I'm not criticizing them. But that's the reality. The messaging for me was that my understanding was that I needed to be pretty awesome, that I got attention when I, you know, when I excelled at what I was doing, when I was perfect, when I, you know, my piano recital got me the first first place ribbon, you know, that kind of thing gets you lots of positive attention when maybe you're not getting any attention otherwise. And so you know, for years, I was the exact opposite of authentic. I wore a mask that suited whatever occasion presented itself. And no one knew. They thought I had the perfect life. The reality was I struggled with the feeling that I needed to be good. No, I needed to be great at everything I did. In my mind, I compared myself to everyone. um, And I had to at least look like things were amazing in my world. I parented like a boss. I had dinner parties. I excelled in business, volunteered at school, you know, and generally had a life that looked really good on the outside. But what people didn't know was that I struggled on the inside. Like the reality is perfectionistic tendencies really can keep you stuck right where you are. I was obsessed with details. I was consumed by making good, great or just better. And good wasn't good enough. And I would redo, rewrite, re-whatever needed to be done until I felt it was perfect. And the problem is nothing's ever perfect. 
when you're a perfectionist, it creates a tremendous amount of stress trying to achieve the unachievable. The need for excellence in the things that you do translates into self-criticism over perceived failures and everything taking much longer or putting things off because they aren't your best. And when you're a perfectionist, it's incredibly isolating because you're constantly hiding. Nobody knows who you are. There is no authenticity because you're doing so much to just try and hide that portion of yourself that, that isn't, isn't, we're so critical, isn't exactly as it should be. You know, and there's a lot of negative self-talk involved with perfectionism. And we listen to that negative self-talk. So, you know, perfect. I'm not going to go into a huge, long blurb about, you know, where perfectionism comes from, because obviously we are conditioned. We're programmed from our early experiences, not to mention trauma. That's a whole other, you know, avenue. And trauma can happen at, at any age. But we are definitely conditioned as we're little sponges, you know, in those first seven years, we're definitely conditioned or programmed to think of ourselves in a certain way in the world in which we exist. So what does it look like when you're, when you're actually struggling with perfectionism? Um, you feel, you have regular feelings of failure. You're overly detail-oriented. You struggle to relax and share your thoughts and feelings. And you procrastinate regularly, even to the point where you don't finish things or submit things or have an end date of something because it has to be constantly revised and, and redone. And you're controlling in your personal and professional relationships because that's how you make sure that you are safe. There's so much fear in, in perfectionism. You're very critical, um, very critical of other people, but that's a reflection of the criticism of yourself and you're motivated by fear. You have unrealistic standards, probably not just for yourself, but for other people as well. And there's a deep sadness when you don't meet your goals to the point of feeling, you know, almost depressed over the perceived failures. So, and that develops into like a low self-esteem because you're constantly saying there's that negative self-talk, right? That I'm not doing the best that I could. Well, the best as a perfectionist, the best that you can do is never good enough. And it's very all, all or nothing, black and white thinking. Like it's yes or no. And there's a bit of an obsession with rules and lists, which I'm so guilty of, so guilty of. So, you know, if you went down that list and said, maybe one or two of those things are me, um, you, we might not be a perfectionist, but if you said check, 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 like I did, you're on my team. So what can you do? Right. The reality is this is not something that you're like, oh, I'm going to flip the switch and I'm not going to be a perfectionist anymore. These, these are conditioned behaviors. This is something, the belief system that you developed as a child on how you were supposed to be in this world. And you, your mind has spent years finding the evidence that that's actually what works. That's actually how you need to be to make things work for you in this world. But, you know, at some point you realize that that's no longer serving you, that that's actually an erroneous belief 
belief system, whatever you want to call it, that's keeping you really stuck, right? So for me, I'm trying to be as authentic as I possibly can be because that's who I want to be in this, in this life. If I'm a perfectionist, it's kind of the opposite, right? So I have to figure out the perfectionism. And I think it's still something that, that plagues me. I don't think that I'm past it. But I do think that you can create small steps, baby steps. I think you can create um, a way of, you know, doing things differently and modifying your behavior in small little increments where you can change those patterns of behavior. So the first thing I want to offer you is, and you know, I'm not a therapist. I don't go back to the beginning and try and, and provide what's needed for those formative days. But in understanding where that came from, it gives us a springboard forward, right? And so it's always about where did that come from? Who gave me these messages? Who was telling me I needed to be a certain way? What was the messaging of my childhood? How was I supposed to be? How was I not supposed to be? You know, when I hear the word perfectionism, who's the first person that comes to my mind? You know, and if I don't do things perfectly as a child, what's going to happen? Is there a fear of punishment? Is there, is that being a perfectionist gets you attention and otherwise there's some form of neglect in your life or perceived neglect? And what is now, what, you know, now as a perfectionist, what does being a perfectionist give me? Control? Uh, makes you feel safe? And what does it take away from me? What's it not allowing you to do? What freedom do you not have in your life because you're a perfectionist? And after you've kind of dug into that a little bit and really elevated your understanding, really reflected on what's going on for you, then I want you to take a little, little tiny steps, right? And the first thing you need to do is do something imperfectly. The next time you're sitting down at the computer and you have to send that email, just send, type it out, reread it, send, push send, right? If there's a typo, if you forgot to add something, push send anyways, and allow yourself to, to sit in that moment where it's not perfect, where the draft of that letter wasn't perfectly um, formulated, you know, where that the first chapter had spelling errors in it or whatever it is and allow yourself to lower your standards and be okay with it. Right. This is practice. This is good practice. Allow yourself to be okay with it. Start small, do little things, whatever it is for your comfort level. But remember, you've got to be a little uncomfortable because the comfort is a it signifies these deeply rooted patterns of behavior, right? So you've got to be a little uncomfortable, but allow yourself to do something that's not perfect and be compassionate with yourself. When, when you know that, or when you're trying to beat yourself up, when you're like, I can't push, just push send and then go, it's okay. The world's not going to fall apart. It's, it doesn't matter that much. And push for, you know, progress. 
even in undoing these patterns of perfectionism, we want it right now, right? We want to be not, what's the word, saddled with, with perfectionism. We want it to be over already. But what we need to be doing is pushing for progress. You know, one step in front of the other, teeny tiny baby steps towards something that doesn't look like perfectionism anymore. So that that's not what's tying our hands. So that that's not something that we have to, um, that we have to battle with as much, right? But it's, it's little tiny steps towards progress, embracing that progress, being really compassionate with yourself, just trying to take small steps in that direction. You know, we are imperfect. That's how we're supposed to be. The power never lies in attempting to reach perfection, but in actually accepting and embracing who you, who you truly are or who we truly are. That's why authenticity is so freaking important to me at this point in my life. I just want to be exactly after years of pretending and not being who I was meant to be, who I wanted to be. I just really down to my roots, want to embrace this and live it, live it and breathe it to the best of my ability. Wishing you so much love and light. I hope that you enjoyed this. Um, and that's it for this week. I hope I've inspired you to do something differently in your life, to make small changes that create big impact. After all, you only have one life.